Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to HR Work Break. I'm your host, Maddie Collins, editor of HR Daily Advisor. HR Work Break takes a quick but close look at everything human resources. For any HR professional, it's a must listen. I hope you learned something new, take some advice to heart, or simply stay abreast today's trending topics. Now, it's time for a work break. Happy Friday, everyone. Today, I'm joined by HR Daily Advisors content director, Josh Sigmont. Josh, thanks for joining me. It's cool to have both of us on a show at the same time. Thanks, Maddie. I'm excited to be on HR Work Break with you. And again, as the host of the HR Works podcast, it's nice to be on the other side of the interview desk for once. Yeah, it definitely brings a lot of perspective to the process. And speaking of that perspective, we got back from SHRM 2023 last week. And in past years, you spent most of SHRM attending the educational sessions like I did this last time around. But this year, you got to see a different side of it by being at BLR's booth and interacting directly with current and potential subscribers. So what was that experience like for you? How was it different from just being there to kind of learn? Yeah, thanks for asking, Maddie. I'll tell you, being in the BLR booth and representing HR Daily Advisor on the expo floor this year was a great experience. It was really an opportunity to connect with the HR community, get out in front and meet a lot of the great members, some subscribers of the HR Daily Advisor, others who are prospective subscribers and really share what we're working on with the community. That was awesome. Uh, It was great to just see that great crowd that was out there too. It was packed. I mean, we had over 21,000 people in attendance at SHRM 23, and you could certainly see it there out on the expo floor. Definitely. And so on my side, I was seeing most of the educational sessions. So I got to see like first and foremost, what leaders in the HR community see as important and trending in the coming future of work and things that leaders need to focus on. Since you were talking with people on the floor, did you notice anything that was like trending or important to people that they wanted to see out of the HR industry? Yeah, I really think flexibility was emphasized and understanding that we're trying to figure out what the future of work looks like. And there's no one size fits all for organizations, for employers, for employees right now. So adapting to that flexibility, finding that flexibility, finding ways to meet employers and employees where they are was certainly the driving trend that I saw out there. Yeah, I definitely think I saw that a lot on my end too. And I think the coolest driver of flexibility that I saw in some of the sessions I went to was the need to have diversity, equity, inclusion as your core because everyone needs different types of flexibility. So knowing that and having those people at the counter to talk and develop that is also super important. Yeah, that was great. Were there any sessions that stuck out to you? Any ones that really were some of your favorites? Yeah, I went to a bunch. I think from the second day, I got to see President Clinton speak Which was just really cool because, at least in my career so far, I haven't seen much of an intersection between HR initiatives and politics. So it was really cool to see a former president talk about the need for immigration and the need for recruiting and retention and how there's an intersection between what companies can do and what government can do there. And then uh, another person who I saw speak was John Ferguson, who's the CHRO at NASCAR. And he gave a really interesting discussion about intergenerational workforces and just how to meet people where they are and also just build a collaborative environment with a bunch of different people with a bunch of different lived experiences. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I mean, as anyone who has been to a SHRM conference, especially the annual conference knows, there are so many opportunities and so many classes happening concurrently that it's really impossible to see everything. But it sounds like you got to see some great ones there, which is awesome. Yeah, it was hard. Like, you know, firsthand when I sent you the schedule of what I was trying to go every single time slot, I'm like, if I don't make it to this one, I'm going to that one just because there are, like you said, so many opportunities to kind of learn and hear from really great speakers. 
you get to pick and choose and really chase down your passion and what interests you at these conferences, which makes them so great. Yeah. And so you've been to, I want to say three or four of these conferences so far? This was my third. So I went to 2021 in Vegas was my first SHRM, 2022 in New Orleans, now back to Vegas for 23. Nice. So that first one was obviously like heavily impacted by COVID and people just trying to get into the swing of the new normal. Were there any other big differences that you noticed or things that they've improved upon since the last uh, two conferences? Turnout was really the biggest thing that stood out to me, Maddie. It was just seeing people start to get used to coming back. I mean, we're seeing that across the board, right? It's not just that SHRM. That's a microcosm of what we're seeing across the workplace, just our social landscape, right? That people are getting out and, and more comfortable doing things and being in person. So it was great to just see that big turnout, that massive turnout of, like I said, over 21,000 people, I think is what they were reporting coming through. So that was the biggest thing that stood out to me. But otherwise, I mean, just a really well-run event and just a great opportunity to be out there in the community that we work so hard to cover and, and really keep the pulse of. I totally feel that. And like with the idea of seeing people in person again, it was a really cool opportunity to get to network and connect with people. Like last year, I got to speak with someone who I interviewed for this podcast. I think this time around, you got to speak with someone who you interviewed for works, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. It's so common, especially being on the media side where we are, to be interacting behind a computer screen with so many of the members of the community, again, whether they're subscribers or guests that we have on. So to get out in person and get to meet some of these people that you work with that are subscribing, that you're interacting with, it's a really unique experience, something that's really special about going to these national events. Yeah, it really is cool. And every year, you know, like Sharm has a slogan and stuff like that. This year's slogan was Drive Change. So just from everything you've covered in the HR industry and people who you've spoken with and interacted with, how have you seen HR embrace its role as a positive change maker? Yeah, I'm going to go back to what I had said earlier about flexibility. That was really the piece that stood out to me is just seeing how HR has been able to enable flexibility in the workplace has been such a big piece of that driving change initiative that we're seeing right now. Trying to understand and trying to adapt to just how much that is changing in the workplace. I think enabling flexibility in your workforce and enabling your people to excel and really be their best person. That's really where I'm seeing HR and the members of the HR community making their impact and buying into that drive to cause change. And I can say that firsthand, like literally just this Wednesday, we usually go into the office on Wednesday for context and I was run a little ragged. I was feeling sick and Josh was like, hey, don't come in the office if you're not feeling good. And it's just like a such a prime example of um, the flexibility and the person to person thing that makes all the difference in this weird changing future of work, you know? Thank you for that, Maddie. And look, yeah, we can still get great work done from different places and make life fit into work. I always talk about work-life blend on the HR Works podcast, and I really believe in that. And I think flexibility just supports that. That's really well said. And I like the way that you phrase it as work-life blend instead of work-life balance, because one thing I've noticed since everyone's gone virtual and digital is that it's a blend. It's a blurred line. Like You can see into the back of my apartment, you see the cat come up sometimes. And I see when you change places, like you're not at your usual desk. I think you're in the basement right now. <laughs> I am, right. And it doesn't start and stop at, uh, at when your workday starts and when your workday ends. You're still thinking about things you had worked on that day and that bleeds into in your personal life and vice versa. I mean, it's it, we're, we're not machines. And I think understanding that, accepting that it is so crucial. And people are starting to do that and really own that. And that's that flexibility piece that has really come to the forefront that I love seeing. Kind of reflecting on that like key motto, were there any other like takeaways that you gathered from the conference this year? Yeah, um, I really loved seeing the change management and leadership coverage. I thought a lot of the courses and sessions that were offered this year at SHRM 23 focused on that. 
that adapting to change, again, back to flexibility, being flexible, but also leading teams through challenging times. And we saw a great presentation done by Joan Peterson, a member of our sister brand, Bluepoint, actually done right out on the, the Sherm floor on Monday afternoon. And it was all focused on leading a team through challenging times. And I thought that theme really reverberated through a lot of sessions that I saw out on the floor and just out on the session calendar throughout the conference. And it was certainly something we're all focused on and certainly looking at as members of a workforce, as employees, as employers, many of us as leaders going through such a different time and and not necessarily having the blueprint for where it's going, having these classes to talk about it and really think about ways to set up and set your teams up for success long-term are crucial. So it was great to see that. I really loved seeing those sessions just be available to the attendees. Yeah. Between the uh, educational sessions that I've seen and even recent articles that we've covered and published, just the need for leadership to exist as an example, whether it's promoting inclusion, improving that work-life blend and all of that, you know? Yeah, there's no blueprint or the blueprint certainly changed from maybe what it was three, four years ago. And I think it's accepting that you're not going to always get it right, but being adaptable and understanding that change is going to happen and it's inevitable, but leading through that, I think is crucial. And we can all learn something from that at different levels. We're all leading something, whether it's again, leading people or leading a project or just leading an assignment, we can all learn and lean on that adaptability. I think it's crucial. Yeah. And that's another thing that I've noticed across like the industry as a whole, cultivating leadership on all levels and just kind of instilling that confidence, that flexibility and that desire to learn and like connect with people. Like it's so important in HR and especially where things have been taking us. Yeah. And your leaders matter. I think we're learning that too, is that your leaders and leadership skills matter, especially in a time where we've got distributed work. We don't necessarily always have team members in the same place at the same time, all in person. When you can, that's great. But when you don't, the leadership still matters and can really cut through and some good, smart leadership skills can help keep teams together, keep that corporate culture going, keep that just ever so important engagement piece going strong. It could be the thread that just stitches all the moving parts together, keeps you secured. Absolutely. Yeah. And then so I have one more question for you about Sherm. So based off of what you saw on the exhibition floor and the sessions that were offered, what sort of topics do you expect to be hot in the coming years and in the next couple of months, just based off of what Sherm covered and what Sherm promoted beyond just flexibility and change management? Great question, Maddie. I'm really focused in on AI and the impact of HR tech right now. I mean, that is the driving conversation that we're seeing with any of our guests we talk about, with a lot of the coverage the articles we're writing, even just in our own lives as employees, right? Understanding how AI is going to impact the working world, what regulations we're going to put around that, how to optimize technology as well, I think is going to be really interesting. And I want to see how teams are optimizing their workforce. So much of what we're covering is that hiring is in a difficult spot, right? There aren't as many positions available as there are applicants that are out there. And also teams are struggling to figure out how to do more with less. But optimizing who you have and figuring out what their advantages are, utilizing them, and also upskilling that talent that you have in-house, I think is going to be crucial. I'm looking forward to seeing how teams embrace that, how they utilize that to build success going forward. Because again, with so much unknown and and there's so much that could change, you do know you have your people in-house and how do you use them to help grow and set you up for the future? I sat in on a a session that really kind of connected those two ideas. It was about tailoring AI systems to mitigate bias and promote DEI and accessibility. And it's just a really cool look about how to utilize technology made by people who are disabled and see how they know how to interface with things and adapt that so that if you have a a hiring platform, for example, you're talking to people firsthand who have difficulty with like seeing or listening or something like that and finding ways to mitigate that so that you can tap as wide of a talent force as possible. 
Yeah, and there's amazing advantages to embracing tech and especially AI. And I think it's just figuring out how do we use them as tools. So much of the conversation right now is maybe on the threat side or as a challenge, but I think some of that's the fear of the unknown. I think as we understand more how we can use the AI tools, what regulations need to go into place, we'll find ways to really use those tools as an advantage and to really set us up long term. That's a perfect example, Maddie, right? I mean, that can help just from an inclusion standpoint. Yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like you're right. Once some of the legal concerns and precautions are ironed out, like as you learn ways to make sure that the human element behind the technology doesn't have issues, then it's just going to be how you can innovate it, how you can adapt it, how you can optimize everything. Yeah. Now, Maddie, let me ask you, I mean, I'll do the shameless plug for HR Daily Advisor. You did some great coverage while you were out at SHRM of the events. Thanks. And those are available on HR Daily Advisor. I definitely recommend any listeners out there, check those out. You did part one and part two as one send, and then you did a day three as another. But what were your big takeaways from the event? What did you see that really stuck out? I think I mentioned this a little bit earlier in the conversation, but the big thing that stuck out to me is how diversity, equity, and inclusion, while it's often seen as a separate facet of the HR space, it really needs to be interwoven into everything that you do. It's so multifaceted. It's so intersectional. And when you incorporate those kind of values into what you do, you're going to have a broader reach and you're going to be able to achieve your mission, whether it's with technology, like we just mentioned, whether it's with recruiting, whether it's with creating a company culture where people feel psychologically safe. I saw a lot of really cool speakers just kind of talk about how to diversify your workforce, diversify yourself, and really lean into that education and learning opportunity. Oh, that's great. Were there any trends or anything that popped up that surprised you that you weren't expecting? Again, we keep an eye on so many of these trends as media members, keeping pulse of the HR community, but I love these events because sometimes things pop up that you weren't thinking about. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like I had talked a little bit earlier, just the nuance of artificial intelligence and how to incorporate diversity, equity, and inclusion into that to make it a better tool, make it better technology, and just kind of keep your workforce safe. That's something, just an angle that I haven't seen explored as much. Like you said, there's a lot more of the fear and repercussion of what AI could do or not do for the workforce. And then going back to President Clinton's speech I thought it was really interesting to just see the history of HR as a whole. It's something that I haven't looked into into depth. I publish a lot of our um, legal articles, but I didn't realize that the uh, Family Medical Leave Act, that was passed in the 90s. And that's something that's so fresh in the history of work that it just never occurred to me. And it made me realize like how quickly ingrained policies and things like that can be to this industry. Yeah, right. You get a front row seat into just how much change has happened in the last 20 years, in the last 30 years. I'm sorry, I'm dating myself at this point. No, you're good. <laughs> Still, I think it's great to see, right, and see how much has changed in such a short period of time, all things considered. You look at something like FMLA and take it as second nature, right? That's a part of policies that are built into standard HR practice. That wasn't the case pre-1990s. And again, getting to hear President Clinton speak to that certainly is a great opportunity and glad you got to experience that. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was really cool. And in one of the halls, too, they had this really beautifully done timeline on one of the walls that went from Sherm's founding to its 75th anniversary, which was this year. And just seeing all the massive change and the movements and how it intersected with, you know, stuff that I learned in history class that it just never occurred to me, like, HR is human resources. Of course, the things that are happening to humans is going to play a role in it. I saw that same timeline in the sprawling Las Vegas Convention Center. Yeah, talk about getting our steps in. Certainly got their steps in. 
But that's all I really wanted to talk to you about today, about Sherm Josh. And I close out these episodes the same way for every single person. So what are you looking forward to this weekend? All right. So this weekend, so I live in Connecticut. I'm in the greater Hartford area. And we've got the PGA Tour making their annual stop here at the Travelers Championship. So I'll be getting out there and watching the world's best golf players or some of the world's best golf players tee it up out in Cromwell, Connecticut. So looking forward to that. Just getting some great outside time with my family and uh, hopefully get some good golf in there too. Oh, that's awesome. I hope you have a lot of fun and I hope the weather holds. I know we're in for some overcast scattered rain, so fingers crossed. Thank you. As long as the rain holds up, we'll be good. Sometimes, I mean, you're out with very little tree coverage. So sometimes a a cloudier day there isn't the worst thing for you, but uh, looking forward to it either way. Yeah. Josh, thank you so much for hopping on. And for all of our listeners, be sure to check out Josh's podcast, HR Works, which airs on Tuesdays on our site. Thanks for having me on here, Maddie. And again, great to be on HR Work Break. But again, looking forward to getting back out there for Sherm 24 right in Chicago. Same here. Again, I'm Maddie Collins, and thank you for listening. Join us next Friday or whenever you need a work break.